Hey, what's going on, everybody? Brian from the Herfcast here. Thanks for joining me again. This episode, I've got Eric from Black Star Line Cigars. He's a firefighter in Chicago, and he started Black Star Line Cigars last August, August 2019. And I smoked the Warwich, which I picked up from Stogie Life Cigar Lounge in Blue Island, Illinois. Uh, they had a good curbside setup, and they seems like they've got a pretty nice selection in there. If you're in the Blue Island area, check out Stogie Life Cigar Lounge. So uh, don't forget stogiebird.com. Use the code HERFCAST to save $5 off your order. stogiebird.com for Cigar of the Month or other cigar purchases. Check them out. And don't forget to check out my website, theherfcast.com, and peruse there. So I had uh, fun talking to Eric. I hope you guys enjoy the conversation. Uh, I learned a little bit about Black Star Line cigars, and I enjoyed the Warwich. So check it out. Let me know what you think. Thanks for listening. All right. Um, all right. So uh, nice to meet you, dude. Uh, my name's Brian, and you are Eric from Black Star Line Cigars. Yep. Um, so I'm going to light up this uh, Warwich. Um, are you are you a drinker or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mostly drink scotch. I'm kind of dabbling with bourbon. Yeah, some rum and uh, mezcal. All right. So, uh, what do you prefer with the War Witch? Um, I would roll with four rows of single barrel. Oh, with War Witch. That's a that's a very good pairing. All right. I think I've actually got a bottle of that. I I wasn't going for specifics, but. Uh, give me, give me, <laughs> give me one second. Okay. All right. Yeah. I figured if, uh, if there was anyone, there was anyone to ask about what to pair it with, it would probably be you. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, now I, I don't have single barrel, but I do have a small batch. So okay. I've never had that one, but I don't, I don't think it's dramatically different. Yeah. I, I can't see it being, uh, that far off. I'm guessing a little, a little stronger, but. I'll just finish this bottle off tonight. There you go. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah, like I said, uh, uh, I'm Brian. Um, I heard about you through um, uh, the VFU podcast, uh, yeah. Big Haas. Uh, he, he speaks highly of you guys. And uh, it was actually Jason from VFU that put me on, in contact with you. So, uh, I have to say thanks to Jason and, and big Haas and even though TJ is really never there, but, uh, thanks to the, uh, voice from the underground podcast for setting this up. Yeah. And, um, so how new is black line cigars? It's black star. Line. I, I'm sorry. Black, black star. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Um, We've been around since uh, last August, August of 2019. So we're, we're a brand new company. Okay. And yeah. you're, out of, you're out of the uh, suburbs of Chicago, correct? No, I live on the south side of Chicago. I'm a, oh, uh, are you? Yeah. So oh. in, in Chicago, um, when, you're, when you work for the city, they force you to live in, in, the, in the city. Yeah. So, you know, it's basically what it is, is guaranteed tax money for the, for the city. So they force all the employees to live in the city. Yeah. No, that's I. So I didn't listen to the episode that you were on yet um, because I wanted to learn everything for myself. I didn't want to come into this uh, and 
knowing the, the knowing the conversation already, I guess. So yeah, I guess. Um, but um, what made you uh, decide to start up the line of cigars? Well, it's just my it's, it's my love for cigars. Um, I always said, and I think a lot of people say this that if, when you're doing work and you really enjoy what you're doing, it's not really work. Yeah. So I had a really strong passion for cigars and uh, I was looking for a business to start and I was thinking about it and I was like, Hey, you know, I, I think I, I think I have a good good enough palate to produce cigars for other people that would like what I like. So I started to pursue it, um, doing a lot of networking, uh, especially at Drew estate events. That's how I got really, really close with, uh, Jonathan Drew from, um, Drew Estates. Yeah. And he's the one that led us to uh, LT and Bronze in Miami. And that's where our first two blends came from. So. Yeah, I, I noticed that that's where the Warwich was at. Um, the Warwich is out of Agonorsa. Mm. Oh, okay. Uh, when I did the, the shopping, uh, so I, I got the, the cigar today from Stogie Life in Blue Island. Okay. Uh, uh, they they did the curbside pickup. Um, you know, the, the girl on the phone was was very, very helpful, whatnot. Uh, she yeah. sent me a list of everything. Uh, so uh, shout out to uh, Stogie Life in Blue Island. But yeah, in the... Um, um, I, I can't remember if it was when I looked it up on the website or what, but I, I did see El Titan uh, de Bronze. And yeah. that's why I was thinking that this was this was out of there. So, so I had, I had three non infused blends. So, um, my Mexican San Andreas and my sun grown Habano, those are from LT and they bronze. Okay. So I kind of follow Kyle Gellis's formula cause you know, warp comes out of, uh, LT and they bronze. Yeah. But he also does business with Aganorsa. Mm -hmm. So I kind of followed the same, you know, same progression. Yeah. You know, so that, well, the Warwitch that you're smoking now, I've only had that in stock maybe five weeks. So it, it's a brand new stick. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So, um, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm familiar with uh, Kyle Gellis, I'm part of the, the Drop Cigar Club, um, you know, his, his project that he does with that. Um, but uh, how, long have you, how long have you been a firefighter in Chicago? Uh, six years. Yeah, six years. Uh, anywhere else before that, or did you jump straight into Chicago? No, this this is the only place I've been a, a, a firefighter. I was actually in law school before uh, I started as a firefighter. So I took the test to become a firefighter back in 2006, I think it was. And it had been so long that I forgot I even took the test. And they, they sent the results <laughs> to, my, to my father's house. I was living with them at the time when I, when I took the test. And uh, my father called me and uh, he told me, he was like, hey, you got a letter from the fire department. So I said, hey, well, you know, what do they want? So he opened it up and he was like, you know, they want to offer you the job. So at the time I was 37 years old. So the cutoff for the age for a firefighter in Chicago is 38. Yeah. So I was at the point like either you take the job or you never get the job. Yeah. So, you know, I know it's a lot of broke lawyers out there. So I, I decided <laughs> to go ahead and, <laughs> and, and pursue to be a firefighter. And I, I definitely don't regret that. 
Yeah, especially now with things like legal zoom and and stuff like that popping up, it's like, you know, lawyer just isn't what it used to be, really. Um, right. You know, uh, oh, the 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 online market, I guess, uh, has done a number to to lawyers as well. But, yeah. Um. So, are you strictly firefighter? Or are you paramedic firefighter or um, EMT? EMT. All right. Yeah. So now is that don't get paid enough for me to go to school for a year and you know, it's not it's not a big enough difference between a paramedic and EMT for me to go to the extra school and to get that get that certification. Yeah. That's I, I was an EMT for uh like seven years. Okay. Um uh, here in Indiana. But Okay. Um I work for a private service and it just absolutely destroyed my desire to further my career in the medical field so (laughs) (laughs) um you know it it happens but uh so law school um you started as a firefighter at 37 so -hmm. what did you do before that uh the last job that i had before a firefighter i was a pharmaceutical sales rep for eli Lilly. all right i initially was a, a diabetes rep in the south suburbs of chicago and I was doing contract work, so they were ending the contract early, so they let all the, the, the full-time people bid for jobs first, and then they let the contract people bid for uh, you know positions after that. So I ended up securing a, a, a job in uh, the osteoporosis division, but it was uh, way up north in the, in the, in, in the like Schomburg. Yeah. Uh, you know, all the way up north. So I had to end up moving up there to take that job. So, I got gotcha. you. So I had to learn a whole different set of medicines, and you know, because I was I was actually one of the top reps in Eli Lilly as far as diabetes. Yeah. And then I learned all the all the medicines for uh, osteoporosis as well. Eh, it doesn't really sound like a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I I imagine you had to travel quite a bit with that, or or was it just local? Yeah, I, I mean, up in those northwest suburbs, I was all over the place. Even in the south suburbs, I was all over the place. The thing that made it sweet was, you know, they gave the pharmaceutical sales rep have a company car. Yeah. Especially with big companies like Eli Lilly, because, you know, they're based out of Indianapolis. Yeah. So, um, you know, they give you a company car and you drive it around as much as you want. You got a gas car. I mean, that, that part's sweet. It's just you got to really budget out your time because you're all over the place. Yeah, and trying to trying to uh, meet with different doctors at at different days and that type of thing. Did you have a a family while you were doing that or no? Um, I have a son that is now he's twenty one. He goes to Howard University. I wasn't married at the time. I was actually dating my wife. uh, Okay. Then so my my me and my wife been married for uh, close to ten years now. And uh, we have, uh, my daughter will be six on May 31st. Oh, right on. Yeah, that's, I mean, the jobs that you travel, um, definitely a lot easier when you don't have the, the family at home to, uh, to worry about, I guess. That's my, my cousin has been a, a rep for multiple companies uh, okay. pretty, much, pretty much his entire career. Uh, mm. And you know, he's, he's got a son and a daughter and a wife and he, up until uh, this whole COVID thing, uh, you know, he would never see his family. 
And it's just like, okay. man, it, you know, it, that, that takes a special type of person or, you know, something to, to be able to do that. Like, I, I can't imagine my, my son is four and a half. Okay. Um, Good age. You know, yeah. Uh, well, uh, pushing buttons today. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they do that. Yeah. But, uh, like I, I can't, I couldn't imagine like being on the road all the time. Uh, cause I mean, his stuff is all over the country. Um, you know, it's not, you know, he's, he's gone for a week at a time, all that stuff. And it's like, man, I, I don't think I'd, I'd be able to do that. Uh, yeah. you know, at least not until the kids were grown, you know? Yeah. I mean, with the, with the pharmaceutical sales reps, you know, I would, pharmaceutical sales reps don't really work a lot. You know, you go see your doctors and then if you, if you're done at one o'clock in the afternoon, you kind of go home. You oh, okay. Know? I actually travel a lot more uh, with the cigar company because I do events all over the place. If it's not in Chicago, you know, I'm, I, the last event I did was the underground fest in uh, Fort Worth. Yeah. Uh, that's, I, I would love to make it down there. Uh, oh, the, yeah. The, uh, the no fucks given at yeah, yeah, NFG 2020. Yeah. That's a um, fantastic time. Yeah, that's I, I've I've been I've been a part of that group for like a year and a half or so. So I've seen, you know, like the two, mm. two uh, two NFGs uh, via Facebook. Okay. But yeah, that looks like a hell of an event to go to. So yeah, I you know when we were down there we for the war which which is smoking now, I uh, I may I had a robusto size. So that's the Corona that you're smoking now. Um, I had a Russo size made for the NFG 2020 and we sold 415 of them in, in four hours. So Jeez. It was, yeah, it was, uh, I mean, I, I was talking so much. I lost my voice. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, it was a well-received stick, you know, people like the, all the tones in it and the, and the, uh, the notes and, uh, and, and, the, and the strength of, of the stick as well, you know? So so far, um, I I'm digging it. It's it's not too strong. Uh, it's it's I'd give it a medium so far for for what I'm used to. Yeah. Um, I I I don't review cigars. I know uh, like Big Haas, like he he does his reviews and whatnot. Uh, a lot of people review cigars. I just I don't do it. Every once in a while, I do one on like Cigar Geeks. Uh, one of the one of the forums that I'm on, but you know, I'll, I'll tell people if I like it or not, but yeah. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's got marshmallows and fruit striped gum and <laughs> you know, all that. So <laughs> yeah, I, I, people ask me all the time, like what notes did you get out of the, out of the cigar? And I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not the greatest with notes and things. I leave that for the professionals. Uh, like Boston, Boston, Jimmy reviewed, um, the war witch he rated it a 90 and, you know he said he was getting spicy honey out of there and, and a lot of other notes so you know I, i'll leave that for them and then for the for the people that really are looking for it. i more so with me I, I look for if i'm when i'm creating a cigar and putting a cigar together is is it a good enough strength that people that really enjoy a good smoke will they you know will they enjoy the strength and does it have a good flavor to it that, that's mm -hmm. what i look for um so um 
I when when I the the war witch has it's a Connecticut shade wrapper, a Criollo binder, and a Jalapa Nestelle uh, filler. So a lot of people are uh, a little surprised about the stick because because it's Connecticut shade, they automatically dub it as a as a mild stick. Yeah, but it's it's not that like 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 you said is when you when you start off with it, you know you I'm sure you get the blast the pepper when you first light it that kind of mellows out. It does. Uh, it, it mellows out very nicely. Yeah. It's a medium to medium full stick at first, but when you get to about the halfway point, a lot of people experience the strength ratchets up. So you get a real good tobacco high from the stick. Yeah. Um, when I first got the stick, um, you know, I hadn't smoked it since I had the sampler. So when I when I got all the inventory in, I was like, hey, I'm going to take two of them. I'm sitting in my man cave now. So it's my garage. So I took two Warwicks to the garage. And I was like, hey, I'm going to smoke both of these. And the first one got me really high. <laughs> <laughs> so I took, you know, I waited like 10 minutes to try to collect myself. And I wasn't drinking anything and no, no alcohol. I wanted just straight up tobacco. So I started smoking this, the second one. And I got halfway through that, and I, I knew I was in the trick bag. <laughs> but I, you know, I'm not a quitter, so I, I was like, <laughs> I was like, I got to finish. I was like, if I if I light it and I like it, I'm gonna finish it. Yeah. So when I walked out of my garage, my wife was pulling up. Um, she was out somewhere, and she was pulling up the driveway to come home, and she saw me stumble <laughs> in the, in the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> so when I got closer and she could actually see my eyes, she was like have you been smoking weed or something? Cause she was like, you look like you're high. And I was like, <laughs> it's, it's the war witch. Like it's, it's got a good tobacco high to it. Um, That's I, I'll tell you what, man, it's, it's been a long time since I've had that. You know, I, I smoke uh, generally, generally about three cigars a day or so. So it, it takes, it takes something strong and an empty stomach to get me, okay. to, to get me uh, feeling that way. So, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, obviously we'll, time will tell here uh, oh, yeah. yeah i mean so far the burn is the burn is real nice the smoke output's good um mm -hmm. you know i it's it's got a good draw so mm -hmm. yeah i um the way i got hooked up with agronorsa leaf is um i'm friends with uh sean williams from cohiba so he's he's their master blender and their ambassador and you know he does pretty much everything for Cohiba. So um, I met him here. Well, I met him a few times outside of uh, Chicago, but he came to Chicago. So I purposely went to talk to him. So he asked me, you know, where do I want to go with the company? And, uh, you know, I said, you know, I want to deal with another factory. Um, Cause everybody that knows that anything out of El Titan, the bronze is a little pricey because you're getting tobacco from America instead of going to another country. So, yeah. you know, he mentioned, he was like, Hey, he was like, I, he was like, I know, I know people everywhere. He was like, who do you want to work with? You want to work with Vicencia? You want to work with Agonorsa? He's named several other companies. So I was like, Hey, you know, I, I like Agonorsa's products that I've smoked before. So I'll say, Hey, you know, let me, let me, let's, you know, if you could hook me up with Agonorsa, I, I would appreciate that. So the next day he texted me and he said, Hey, Terrence Riley is waiting for you to call him. He was like, I, I talked to him personally about you. I told him about your, your original two sticks and how great they are and how great of a guy you are. And he said, he's, he's, he's really waiting to, to work with you. 
So I contacted Terrence and, um, you know, he was just, just like um, Sean has said, you know, he was, he was really eager to work with us. So he just told me to send over, you know, what, what type of blend am I looking for? So I sent them over two, two versions of the Warwitch. The one that you're smoking now, and then there was another version of it. So the second version, I, we didn't, me and Terrence both agreed that we didn't like it too much. It, yeah. it was, it was just kind of, something was off about it. I had to work, keep tweaking it to get it right. But the version that you have now was, it, it was, it was right from inception. And, and Terrence and I both agreed on that. So, and that's how we, you know, we, we, we uh, came out with the, with the version that we have now. Right on. So uh, when, when it comes to, to blending, creating a cigar, like what is, what is your favorite part of the process? Um, doing the research on the, on the leaves. Yeah. The different aspects and, and, and the, you know, the wrapper, the binder, the filler. Um, I typically look at cigars that I like and the aspects of cigars that I like from other companies. And then I'll try to build a blend off of that, you know? So, um, the reason why I chose a Mexican San Andreas for my, uh, LT de bronze, um, stick is because I, I really like Mexican San Andreas wrappers and I, I like the earthy taste of it. And I like other cigars from other companies that, you know, that have Mexican San Andreas wrappers on them. So that's the reason why I went with that. Um, this particular stick, I was really interested in how blending Jalapa and, and, and Esteli fillers would work together, you yeah. know, with the Criollo binder. So, um, you know, clearly it, it, you know, it, it worked out very well for me because this, it's a, as, as it stands right now, we're still a small company, but it's, it's a very, very popular stick amongst the people that have smoked it. Yeah. Uh, that's, I mean, uh, organic growth is definitely the, the, it, it seems like that's the best way to go about it. So it's, you know, slow and steady, but if it's organic growth, you know, you're going to yeah. keep, you're going to keep that you're going to keep them coming back. You know, it's, if it's, right. if it's word of mouth and just um, high recommendations from people, I mean, if you grow that way, uh, instead of just, uh, you know, paying for growth, I guess, yeah, yeah. like, you know, um, so you've got the war witch and you said you've got three infused or two infused. I've got uh, three that are infused. I have a, a bourbon, a rum, and um, coffee. And then um, the uh, the sticks from El Titan, El Titan de Bronze, uh, it's a Mexican San Andreas and a sun-grown Habano, and they are not infused. Okay. So what's the, what's the sun-grown Habano? Sun-grown Habano is a sun-grown Habano wrapper, Ecuadorian binder, and a Nicaraguan and Dominican filler. So it's okay. like a medium full, uh, full stick. The Mexican oh. San Andreas is a Mexican San Andreas wrapper, uh, Ecuadorian binder, and just a Nicaraguan filler. Uh, both of them are a double binder and a triple cap. So the construction is, 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 is you know, is really good. The same role as that roll Herrera Steli Miami roll, roll my cigars down at uh, El Titan Browns. Yeah. Because you know that uh, Sandy is the owner of El Titan Browns and, um, Willie Herrera is, is her son-in-law. Oh, okay. Yeah, so um, 
I've sat and smoked with you. I, when I was down and down in Miami at Calle Ocho, um, I was uh, sitting in the factory and ran into Willie and we sat and smoked and, you know, he, uh, he smoked some freshly rolled. The, the, name of, the name of the cigar from El Tito Bronze is uh, El Milagro. So uh, El Milagro in Spanish is the miracle. Okay. Uh, I named it that because I felt like it was a miracle that we, you know, that we got the sticks out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so do, let me turn on the light in here. Hold on. Okay. There we go. That's better. So, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I've, I've sat and smoked with Willie Herrera and, you know, he really liked the stick you know, from from his early on stages because he smoked him when it was freshly rolled. So uh, I've I've become close friends with with him and his wife and you know his mother in law of course because she she's his her factory is the one that's producing the, my original sticks. So okay, so uh, so do you do you smoke a lot of infused cigars or have you no. uh, you've gotten away? Did did you ever smoke a lot of them? Uh, no. Um, okay. I've been smoking uh, a shorter time than a lot of people. I've probably been smoking for about six years. Okay. So uh, the first cigar that I smoked at the firehouse was uh, a Black Curl uh, from La Perla, I think it was called. And then that kind of just got me going. So the next cigar I smoked after that was a, was a Black Cherry from a, uh, it's an infused cigar. And it's from a local lounge here uh, in Chicago. And, I, you know, I, I liked it initially. So as I was taking my journey with cigars, uh, the next cigar I smoked after that was a Dirty Rat from, from Drew Estates. So I was at a local lounge, a lounge that's not too far away from my house, you know, and I'm asking for recommendations. So she was saying, you know, saying, well, you know, we have full body cigars. And at the time, I really didn't know what that meant. But when she mentioned that about the Dirty Rat, I was like, you know, I seen. I think I'm a full body guy, so let's let's try it. So, I smoked it and I liked it, and then so I tried a few other full body cigars, and then I said, hey, you know, I really like that black cherry. Let me go back and uh, and get one and and smoke it. So it was probably like three weeks after the first time I smoked the black cherry, and then I went back and got one, and I smoked it. And it was trash. <laughs> <laughs> like my palate had changed that fast. Yeah. So um, I don't like infused cigars at all. Um, I've smoked my infused cigars just simply because I can't sell something that I haven't smoked before. But it's, it's not my cup of tea. Um, I, I included infused cigars in, in my line because I would throw events and I would get new smokers. And I wanted everybody that comes to my events to be able to enjoy, you know, enjoy being there. So that's when I started infusing the, uh, the rum, bourbon and coffee, you know, so I would have something for literally everybody. Yeah. You know? so. No, that's good. That's I, that, that was, I was going to ask uh, why you put, infused in the lineup if you don't smoke them but uh i mean that's there's i most most people start off uh one way or another with with infused uh and you know well, acid is one of the top brands 
in the nation, uh, one of the most popular brands in the nation. So, I mean, you can't, you can't discount infused cigars, you know, they, they sell. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to your point, like wanting, wanting something for everybody. I mean, that's, that's a great reason. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm the type of guy when, if, if I have a newer smoker that's trying to get into smoking uh, cigars, um, I would not steer them towards an infused cigar. I I would steer them towards a a mild non-infused cigar. That that's my, my tactic. And then I will graduate them up you know, from a mild stick to a medium one and then, you know, on to a full body if they, if they want to, if they want to do that, you know, I I don't, typically I don't um, uh, promote a, a a infused cigar to a new, a a new smoker. I only give an infused cigar to a new, to a, to a person if, if that's just what they like. Yeah. No, that's my, my general recommendation. If somebody asked me is, uh, you know, uh, a Fuente Chateau, because you could find them everywhere. They're mild. Uh, you're, you're not going to spend a lot of money on it. And mm. I mean, for the most part, it's, it's reliable. Um, mm. But something I, I actually just talked to a buddy of mine, uh, Rob, and we were talking about just that. And he mentioned, he's like, well, you know, what do you tell people, you know, that, that are coming from like cigarettes or something like that? It's like, yeah, gee, I, you know, I never thought of that. Uh, cause I, I would always recommend the, the natural. He's right. like, yeah, he's like, I, you know, I kind of do the same thing, but if somebody's a cigarette smoker or, you know, they're, they're used to nicotine, he's like, yeah. I'll, I'll recommend the Maduro instead of the natural. It's like, you know, I never thought of that. Like that's, that's actually a pretty good point. So. Yeah. I, the main advice I would give from cigarette smokers that were crossing over to a cigar is don't inhale. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. You know, that's the main thing. And I, I, I probably would still go with a mild cigar just to see what they think of it. But I, like I said, I, I would mainly, the main point I would stress is do not inhale the cigar because it'll make you very sick. Oh, yeah. That, that's the don't inhale and slow down. Right. You right, know, right. that's cigarettes. I, I know because I, I smoke cigarettes for too long. Um, okay. I don't anymore. Uh, it's coming up on five years, I believe. But, um, you know, it's, and it, it, it's still one of the problems that I have sometimes, like sometimes I'll, I'll end up smoking a cigar way too fast. Uh, yeah. so it's just, you know, another one of those things I try to control and, you know, something else that, you know, to recommend to new smokers, but. Yeah. It's the same issue that I have with a lot of friends that smoke, that smoke weed or, you know, they, yeah. they want to smoke my product. And I'm more than welcome to sell it to them, but I, you know, they, a lot of them have an issue with not inhaling. You know, so it's just, it, it's, it's, it's hard to if you if you're so used to inhaling stuff, it's kind of hard to stop. Yeah, but that's um that's something that uh have you heard of uh, JSK Chasm Crawl? Yeah, I've never had it, but uh, they're they're based out of Indiana, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like he actually started selling, um, wraps. Okay. Um, and I guess those are, those are doing well. Like I, I don't partake. I, I'm an advocate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I support it, but myself, I don't smoke. Um, but like, since like, you know, an actual a hundred percent 
tobacco leaf for a wrap, you know, instead of, instead of somebody cutting one of these open, you know, they, they, they have a quality tobacco leaf to wrap it in. And I, I thought, I thought that was a hell of an idea. And so, so far it seems like it's doing well. So. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I I didn't know he was doing that. Um, Yeah. Cause my son, (laughs) my son is a weed smoker. Yeah. So, but he'll, he'll smoke a cigar with me sometimes. And I, I haven't noticed him in, inhaling. I hope he's not, but you know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's uh, you know he 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 partakes and because he, he's a kid. He's just he just turned twenty one uh, last November. Yeah. So that's you know that's the new hot thing for the kids to do. You know, yeah. They they think they you know invented a wheel by smoking marijuana or whatever. <laughs> I'm like I'm like youngster. It's been around forever. Yeah. It's definitely evolved. I yeah. guess that's that's for sure. Mm. Um, you know, but I mean that that's a whole nother story. Um, just different different ways to consume it now, and you know it's it's crazy. But um, yeah, that's. I mean, I did back in the day. I, I was never I was never good at it. Like I, you know, no matter what, it was just a one hit wonder. Like I, I would turn into a statue and after a while it's just like, why am I even doing this? So yeah. That, believe that, it or not, you ever had any, any kind of marijuana product, whether it's edibles or smoked it or cause I went to university of Illinois. So I had a lot of girls try to get me to smoke it and I just wasn't interested. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So what are you drinking now? Uh, this is a Kalila nine. So I'm typically a, a, a scotch guy. So, uh, and I like a lot of PD stuff. So I like Kalila, I like Arbeg, I like, uh, Laphroaig. Um, I don't do a lot of blended scotches. I'm using single malt scotch, but the blended scotches I will do is Big Pete because that's a mixture of Bullmore, Arbeg, and, um, I think Laphroaig off the top of my head. And then um, Great King Street, um, the uh, Glasgow version of it is a is a peated version of that. So I, I drink a lot of that, but I mean I drink Oban, uh, Macallan here and there. I'm yeah. also like the higher numbers like uh, the Macallan 18, but it's just Macallan 18 is is very expensive. You yeah, buy three or four hundred dollars, you know. Um, I had a bottle of it here, but the only reason for that is my, my buddy bought it for me because my dad died. So, uh, uh, you know, uh, but yeah, I, I tend to I, like Petey Scotches, uh, Brook Lottie, the, the PC 10, you know, those, those, those are my wheelhouse, you know, uh, but I, I drink a ton of scotch though. Yeah. So, yeah. I've been kind of dabbling with, with bourbon. Uh, I don't like real sweet bourbons. Uh, I dabble with rum some, and um, I've been messing around with mezcal as well. I like I like mezcal a lot. Yeah, uh, that's I for for the most part it's bourbon, a um, little bit of scotch here and there. That's actually uh, after I finish this, uh, I'll probably pour some some Ardbeg. Uh, just yep. because you, you mentioned it and I've got it, so I might as well, you know. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, um, but yeah, I I, I think I'm I, I'm still pretty uh not new, 
but I guess uh, inexperienced to, to scotch. Okay. And I, I think I find myself like in the, the more PD stuff as well. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to have to, when, when I go through this, uh, I'm going to have to re-listen to that part so I could write down your recommendations there and, yeah. uh, you know, see, see what I could find. You like Big Pete. Big yeah. Pete is, is a very good blended scotch. And like I said, I, I don't drink a lot of blended scotches, but that one is, is, is very good. Um, is at a good price point as well. It's like 60 bucks. You know, that's the average price for it. So. Are, you, are you familiar with uh, Monkey Shoulder? Yeah. Um, I haven't had a whole lot of it. Um, just a little bit. It, it, was, it was okay. It, it didn't suck to me. Yeah. Know? That's, see, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of that. And that, that's got a nice price point. It's generally, you know, like $26, $27. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just picked up the, uh, the handle of the Kirkland 12 blended scotch. Oh, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, you, you can't really go wrong with an $18 handle of blended scotch. I mean, yeah. you can't, you can, but uh, no, th- this stuff, this stuff isn't bad. Uh, yeah. And then. Um, you get a handle of, uh, have you heard of Famous Grouse? I have it's not. A, it's a blended scotch. Um, I can't remember everything that's in it. I know McAllen's in it and it's a few other, I think Highland uh, scotches are mixed within in that blend and you can get a handle of it like like you said like 25 bucks you know somewhere between 25 and 30 bucks and it's it's a it's a it's actually a good good blend you know for the for the for the price yeah that's, uh, yeah definitely they, all definitely all about the uh the budget buys these days oh yeah, <laughs> yeah the famous grouse black i've never had but uh from what i understand it's peated and it's around yeah. the same price point so how do you feel about uh like the Johnny Walker lineup? Mm, I don't have good experiences with Johnny Walker. <laughs> um, my father passed uh two years ago, so I was at a wedding and um I I had Johnny Walker red. Yeah. And um it's and then, you know, due to I was grieving and all this, I was drinking a lot, and it, it's just portions of the night I just don't remember. And <laughs> I don't, I don't like alcohol with spirits that that do that. Yeah, um, I've had the Johnny Walker Black; it was just okay to me. Um, Johnny Walker Blue is is a little too expensive for me. Um, and it, with with the Johnny Walker Blue, I, I mean, if I if I want to drink aspects of that, I'll just pick out you know, different spirits that they blended it with. And I'll get the single malt version of it and just drink that. Yeah. You know, and I feel like I get a better bang for my buck with that. I hear you. That's no, that's, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the, the Walker lineup either. So, um, I don't know. That's, uh, let's see. Yeah, they, they uh, had the version of it. And I was, I was, you know, I was underwhelmed with that one. Yeah. Jane Walker never had it, you know. Oh, that's I, I've had I, I've had Blue Label once, and I couldn't tell you much about it because uh, it was in shop form instead of yeah. sipping on it. Um, okay. You know, a, a friend of mine, his his father passed, and that was his favorite, so he got a bottle of it and had us all over to do a shot in his dad's honor. And okay. um, so that's I I don't know if I like it or not. Um, 
I, I know I don't like the price point already, you know, <laughs> um, yeah. don't, get, don't get me wrong. Like I, I don't mind paying for something if, uh, if it's worth it, you know, yeah. uh, but I, that's, that's something I'd have to give it another try before deciding to splurge on a bottle of it. Yeah. I mean, that's like, I like Glenn Farkless a lot. Um, I've had the 12, the 15, the 17. I, I, I still got some Glenn Farkless 25 here, but I've, I, I kind of find that the years I kind of like the most is um, usually a step up from the initial year or whatever they offer. So if their initial offering is 12 and their next up offering is a 15, I kind of like that, that expression the most. Because uh, like with Glenn Farkless, the Glenn, Se- the Glenn Farkless 17 is probably my favorite expression that they have. Um, the Glenn Farkless 25 is good, but it just didn't seem like it was worth, uh, what was that, uh, $180 as opposed to Glenn Farkless 17 is like 110 Yeah. You know, it didn't seem like it was worth the, the, the extra money to pay for it. Um, and the way I got the Glenn Farkless 25 was it snowed really bad here in Chicago. And I have a long driveway, so I didn't have a snowblower at the time. So I got my <laughs> ass beat. <laughs> so uh, my wife said, you know, I know you really, you know, were humping out there. So she, she told me she would buy me, a, uh, you know, whatever scotch I wanted. So that's why I chose the Glen Park was 25. And uh, like I said, it's good. It just didn't seem like it was, it was, it, it wasn't a bang for the buck. Yeah, that's, I, I think. I, I definitely get what you're saying with the, uh, you know, the next step up is, is gen- the, the general sweet spot because if, if you do go to that third step, the, the price point, you know, that's just, just like you're saying, like, is it worth the extra money to have the same, the same like mash build and everything just a little bit older? Um, yeah. You know, it's, but to, to each their own. So. Yeah. That's, it's, it's similar to, when I'm buying cigars, like an average price of a cigar that I kind of gravitate to is probably between thirteen to fifteen dollars somewhere in there. You know, I'll I'll buy a twenty dollar cigar, but when you start going over twenty dollars, then I kind of start, you know, looking at it sideways, you know, and comparing it like is it is it as good as some of the other ones I've you know have had that are much lower priced? Yeah, you know, I like Atabay a lot. But uh, Atabay Mysticals, but, you know, you'll pay $30 and up for Atabay Mystical, you know, yeah. and it's a very good stick, but I mean, there's a lot of good sticks for $15 as well. Exactly. Know? And that's, you know, like the, uh, like the Dunbarton Unicorn, the Steve Saka Unicorn. Yeah, Saka stuff, yeah. It's a hundred dollars for the cigar and I'll, I'll never buy one. Like not, not that I could tell you right now. I'd, I'd never buy one. I'd smoke one, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, if somebody but, had to get it to me, though. Exactly. It's, it's on my wish list uh, on, on the cigar forum that I'm on, uh, Cigar Geeks. You know, mm-hmm. so if I ever end up getting it, great. If not, like, I'm not going to be upset, you know. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got you. So I can't remember if you if you mentioned it or not. Or what are you smoking tonight? Oh, this is the uh, my Mexican San Andreas. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So 
Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, when when things clear up, I'm gonna have to go to uh, uh, Stogie Life in person because I I actually didn't even go today. Um, my wife's my wife stopped out there to pick up okay. the cigars for me, so I still don't even know what the place looks like. But uh, <laughs> um, you know nice the place. Oh, nice place though. It 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 seems it seems like they've got a a good lineup. Um, you know, like I said, she sent me the um the the inventory list for the for the pickup and um you know that's uh, right actually right underneath the uh, war witch they had the uh southern draw uh firethorn or whatever it's called like i i've been wanting to try one of those i haven't found one and had so i, I got to get that too but yeah, yeah looks like they got a good lineup in there um what's the uh what's the lounge like is it a big lounge small lounge um, it's a smaller lounge. You mean if it was packed to capacity, I think they said that you can get uh maybe a hundred people in there, hundred and fifteen. So oh. it's nice. He uh, he has a bar in there. Um and uh, you know, it's it's got some decent sticks in there. So yeah, Stogie Stogie Life is 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 a good uh good lounge to, to frequent, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's not too far from me. Um I think the map said it was about 31 minutes or something. So, mm. um, which I'm, I'm definitely willing to, to travel for a good lounge. So, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, I've also got good lounges around me. Uh, but I, I do like, I do like checking everything out. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. I try to go to lounges everywhere. And whenever I'm traveling, I try to go to a bunch of different lounges so I can see what I like and I don't like. Yeah. So, but, but here in Chicago, I mostly frequent um, Casa de Monte Cristo. Yeah. Up down. And um, uh, Iwan Reese is a good one. You know, that's uh, one of the oldest uh, uh, lounges in the nation. Yeah. Right. That's, I, I didn't recognize the name, but. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, actually, we were just talking about it uh, the other night. Um, have you have you been to uh the Clayton? Yeah, the Clayton's nice. Yeah, that's we we were there a couple of years ago. Uh, a bunch of bunch of friends of mine from Cigar Geeks, like we we do every year. Somebody else hosts it in a different part of the country, and yeah. we we all meet up once a year. And mm-hmm. I I was hosting it a couple of years ago, and that was the first spot that we hit was the Clayton. And uh, yeah, nice. Uh, yeah. Real nice. Little little bit of a tax on the on the prices, but um, yeah, it's downtown Chicago. So. Yeah, but the I mean glass glass walk in humidor, it, you know, good look to the place. So. Yeah, you. I don't know if you got a chance to see the other levels of of the. Uh, okay, but they, they have. I think it's four different levels, and it, every level is nice. You know, a lot of the the other levels for the members. Yeah. So um, that's how I gained. Um, I don't know if you know who Tim Hardaway is. They play for Golden State. Yeah, yeah, he's one of my customers. Oh, right yeah. on. Yeah, he's a uh, he's a huge fan. He actually he just ordered a box of the Mexican San Andreas. So he's a he's a huge fan of the brand. And I I, I was at his party that he had uh, here at uh, NBA All Star Weekend. Oh, right and, on. Uh, he actually um, he knows my dad. Cause my dad was, uh, he went to high school at the same school. My dad was worked at his whole career. 
because my dad's an educator. And uh, he ended, my dad ended his career at Carver High School as a principal. Huh. So he knows my dad very well. And they, my dad is part of the reason why I was a huge Tim Hardaway fan. So uh, first thing I asked Tim when I, when I got a chance to talk to him, I was like, you know, I was like, I was like, can I ask you a question about, you know, your high school years? He was like, yeah, of course. And I was like, I told him, I was like, do, do you remember Arthur Wimberly? He was like, oh, yeah. He was like, I know him very well. And I was like, man, that's my dad. And he was like, what? And he was like, dude, he was like, man, he was like, your dad kept me out of a lot of trouble. Because Tim, he was a great basketball player, but he also dabbled in some of the, the, the street life. So he was like, yeah, your dad kept me out of a lot of trouble in my high school years. So, um, you know, he was asking, you know, how's my dad doing? I was like, man, you know, he passed a couple of years ago. And, you know, he was real sad to hear that. But, you know, I, I told him, I was like, you know, my dad was really, really, really pr proud of you and how you progressed, and how, you know, as far as as a man and as a basketball player as well. So, um, yeah, so me and Tim – We've been we've been good friends ever since he he met me. So that's awesome. So, um, so where? So you're you you've obviously got cigars in Texas at Underground. Uh, yeah. You're in a good handful of shops in this area. Mm -hmm. uh, how how far how far out does your reach go uh, so far? Like, um, Night Cigar Lounge in Connecticut. Uh, Cigar Federation carries all three of my faces okay. uh, on their online shop. Yeah, uh, Smoke Ring in uh, Houston. Uh, I have a couple of couple of shops in uh, Atlanta. Uh, Sticks on the Bayou in Louisiana. Uh, I think that's Lake Charles in Louisiana. They carry us. Um, off the top of my head, I think I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah, so we're a real small operation, so a lot of the uh, promotion, a lot of sales is, is coming strictly from me, you yeah. know. Um, so I'm trying to get around as much as I can, but, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a one-man operation. So how's uh, that going these days? Um, well, I have maybe six other lounges that want to pick us up, but since the uh, COVID thing has hit, you know, People, the, the lounges are struggling to pay their employees, so they don't want to bring, you know, anything new in. Yeah. So, because uh, I have a couple of places in Dallas that want to pick us up and up up down here in Chicago, they want to pick us up, um, especially, especially the Warwicks. They like, they like the Mexican San Andreas a lot. Um, to the point, they were, they were talking to us about doing a special size of the Mexican San Andreas at up now. Um, but Phil and Joel, the owners of Updown, they flat out told me, they said that, you know, the Warwich, they, they, they really loved it. And they said they flat out, they are going to bring it in. Just got to wait for this COVID thing to, to kind of uh, loosen this grip on us. Yeah. So how is that uh, affecting you as an EMT firefighter in Chicago? Um, just taking more precautions. Uh, everybody wears face masks. You know, we always wear gloves. Yeah. But now everybody's wearing face masks. If it's a medical run, um, nine times out of ten, the paramedics will go in first and assess the situation. So we kind of minimize the amount of people that are that are going in that could possibly be exposed. Um, if they need us, then they'll call us in. Like if we need to carry somebody out or something like that, or, or if it's CPR, you know, then they'll call us in because they, you know, they need more manpower. Yeah. 
yeah, that, that, that's the extent of it. You know, we got to make sure that we, we're protecting ourselves. That One of the guys that uh, I work with, he was on a different shift from me, but one of the guys I work with uh, at the first house I was at when I first started a job, he just recently died of COVID. So, uh, you know, that was, uh, you know, that, that really hit me kind of hard. He's, you know, he's one of the guys that really looked out for the candidate. He's, you know, I'm a candidate when I first come to the house. So his name is Mario. So uh, Mario Arroyo. So, you know, he, he really, really looked out for me, uh, you know, when I came to the house, give me tips and, and that type of thing. So, yeah, real sad. So, I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, thanks, brother. Um, have you, uh, have you had any major experiences with, uh, with any structure fires or? Yeah. Um, the house I work at now is, um, it's five minutes away from where I live, but we, uh, we normally fight a lot of fires in an area called Roseland. So Roseland is an impoverished area and, um, it's very similar to the West side of Chicago where there's a lot of fires that go on there. So. Um, the particular truck that I'm on, I'm on truck 24. Um, we don't do a lot of medical runs at all. It's almost exclusively all fires. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I've had times I show up, you know, they, they have a stealing box, which is a fire, and we show up. And because the houses are kind of close in proximity, you know, we're expecting one house to be on fire, but it's actually three. Yeah. So, you know, cause one house transferred to another, to another. And then, you know, you really got a big affair. So, um, I've had big factories on fire, uh, where, you know, half the city is at, is at the fire because it's, you know, it's, it's that big of a fire, you know, it'll be a building that, you know, will run like five Chicago city blocks long, you know, and Jeez. it's just all, you know, it's a bunch of stuff in there, and, you know, maybe furniture in there, a lot of stuff that can easily burn. You know, it, it turns into a, a big affair. Um, so, have you yourself uh, gone through any injuries or anything like that while while fighting, or no? No, not not while fighting. No, that's good. I've I've, I've been been lucky with that. I, I know I know people that have fallen through roofs or fallen off roofs or fallen through floors or down an elevator shaft, and yeah, it's you know it could yeah. be bad. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, when I was an EMT, like I said, I, I, it was a private service and it was, it was mainly dialysis runs and, you know, wound care and stuff like that. Mm. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm right outside Gary. So I've, I've done standby at, you know, enough, enough, uh, house fires in Gary, but never anything like you're saying close together or high rises or anything like that. And, you know, every once in a while in the city, you know, seeing, seeing um you know the, the the ambulance the emts and paramedics running into a skyscraper and just thinking to myself like god that's got to be brutal like if, if there's a call on the 50th floor or something like that like that's yeah. i mean i don't know I, I've, I've i've always kind of wondered like how how that was um i guess it, it's handled the same way as any other call but how much of an how much of an impact um that would have yeah. Yeah. When I worked on the north side of Chicago, I've had apartment fires before. And um, it's a bitch, you know, because yeah. you're, you're humping holes up, up, you know, flights to stay. You're not using the elevator. unless If, if the elevator is operable, you will use it to a certain point. 
and then once you get to that certain point, five floors below, then you you know you start walking up. But if the elevator is not functional, then you you you're humping all you know uh, not only a hundred pounds worth of equipment or a hundred pounds plus, depending on what you're carrying. But you're carrying hoses, you're carrying tools, you you know all kinds of stuff because you never know what you're experiencing. So you get you you you, you got to bring everything in in all at one time. Yeah, you know. So. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's see. What do you like to do uh, outside of work other than cigars? Um, I work out a lot. I I, I uh, try to keep in shape, you know, so I I can I can function in the job to 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 the utmost. Uh, watch a lot of uh, movies, uh, TV shows. Uh, you know, Better Call Saul. Uh, the, the Breaking Bad is one of my favorite uh, series, like ever. Sons of Anarchy, um, Homeland is what I've been watching. I just finished Homeland because that series just ended. Uh, Black Monday with Don Cheeto, that's a good show on HBO. So, that's, and then uh, I harass my wife as much as I can because that's, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey, a lot of people that know me know I'm a huge troll. So, you know. Um, that's entertainment wise, I'm so far behind. Um, that's like you mentioned Breaking Bad and whatnot. Like I've, I think I've seen one episode of Breaking Bad. It's something I want to get to, but I just Great never show. had the chance. Like I, I am up to date uh, as far as The Sopranos, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I haven't finished The Sopranos yet. I've got, okay. I got like seven or eight episodes left to go on there, and that's uh, outside of the shit that my son watches that's that's all i know (laughs) yeah i've seen all the disney movies you know because my my daughter she loves um frozen and frozen 2 those those type of movies and that i try to get her into the older stuff like alice in wonderland and that type of stuff so you know we we sit up and watch all that too you know peppa pig oh yeah all the kids shows that's, I've been I've been trying to get my son to watch The Sword and the Stone and Robin Hood, uh, mm. the the old Disney animated, and mm-hmm. um, like it. He he does all right for a little while, but uh, he loses interest, and it's like, man, one of these days I'm gonna I'm gonna get him to watch these movies, and maybe he'll enjoy them as much as I did. But right, right, right. You know, I don't know. Now they're now I guess they're talking a a live action Robin Hood remake. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I hope they don't screw it up. Right, right. Yeah, I forgot to mention, I like your shirt. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Skip, um, Skip and Mike, they're, they're good friends of mine as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, um, I had a chance. I was in Jefferson, Indiana, because I drove down there because they were releasing um, the craft, uh, I think it was 2019. And... Um, I was at Matchstick, I think was the name of the lounge. Uh, Jeff owns the lounge. And um, my, me and my cousin drove down there to get, get our boxes. And that's where I initially met Sean Williams at, from Cohiba. So they have a bar that's attached, you know, that's part of the uh, lounge. So when the bar opened up, we went and sat at the bar, sitting there drinking. And I turned around and I was like, oh, shit, that's Skip Martin, you know. <laughs> And then um, he went to get something to eat. And me and my cousin went and sat outside to smoke. And then Skip came and sat 
sat at our table and uh, we just, you know, we were talking the whole time. And yeah. then Mike Zala showed up and then he came inside with us. So I got to know them very well. And um, Skip is, uh, he's very brilliant when it comes to, to tobacco. He, he knows, you know, he knows all the different leaves and the aspects of it. So he talked to me a lot about that. So that helped us out with the line as well. Uh, he, uh, he took a lot, as, as a matter of fact, I just, I just shipped him a couple of uh, Woolwich today. Yeah. So he could, you know, check them out and stuff. So he, he smoked the Mexican and San Andreas that I have. And he, he liked it a lot. He actually posted about it on, uh, on Instagram. Oh, right on. That's I, I'm yet to try any of the craft. Um, hoping to get my hands on some of them, but, uh, yeah, I like, I like a lot of his stuff. Uh, actually my, the next cigar that I'm going to smoke is the, uh, Neanderthal Lancero that came out this year. Okay. Um, you know that's that's on, that's on deck, so yeah, I got them from um, Stogies in um, Houston, H Town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those those were good. I I like those. Um, I I like the ones that I I can't remember the shop that they came out of this year. Um, okay. but but they're good. Okay. Um. But. So what's uh what's Mike like? Uh, it seems like everybody knows what Skip is like because he's got a very, very, uh, very visible social media presence. But Mike yeah. seems to be more low key. Yeah, he is. Um, Mike is a bourbon guy. Yeah. So if you want to get in a good conversation with him, he talks to him about bourbon. Yeah. Because he can tell you whatever Roma stick, Roma craft stick that you like. He could tell you what bourbon he's been pairing it with and, and just bourbon, period. So that's, that's a good way to talk to Mike about uh, what good thing to talk to Mike about is, is, is bourbon. Because uh, even if you, you know, if you, if you follow him on, uh, on Instagram and you, and, you, and you ask him about a bourbon, he'll respond to it and he'll tell you, you know, what he thinks of it, and, uh, what, what it pairs well with. He's, he's, really, he's really well versed in bourbon. So, so how, how how well do you know uh, Big Haas from uh, Voice from the Underground? Uh, I know Haas very well. Yeah, uh, he's a, as you know he's a proud supporter of uh, of uh, Black Star Line cigars. He's he's helping me promote. Um, I was really thankful he let me be on their their podcast. Um, he comes he comes by my man cave and smokes sometimes. You know we we talk we talk a lot. I met him at Casa de Monte Cristo uh, actually at a, a Drew Estate event. And um, I gave him uh, uh, one of my Mexican San Andreas, and he smoked it, and he was just—he was sold from then. And uh, yeah. so, you know, he was like, "Hey," he was like, "This this thick is something special." And um, you know, he was like, I, "However, I can help you to to get the word out to the masses." He said he'll do it. Yeah. Um, are Are you familiar with his uh, with his uh, reviews that he does on the show? Um, I haven't heard a lot of the shows, maybe one or two, <coughs> excuse me, to be honest with you, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. Um, I don't read a lot of reviews. Um, a lot of cigars that I smoke and that I like, I've either heard from somebody else or I did my own research. Um, so 
I've heard some of them, and uh, you know, from what I've heard, they're they're good. You know? So I, I I was I was going to get to uh, his pairings. Um, I, I was going to ask what you felt about his pairings because he's got some of the most crazy off the wall <laughs> pairings that you could think of. House drinks a lot of stuff I don't drink, so yeah. that's, that's kind of a hard topic for me to discuss because like <laughs> you know he'll drink like peanut butter whiskeys and things like that i yeah. think it's called screwball yeah I, that's, that's not my that's not my cup of tea no i'm a you know so um him and i will kind of differ well not even differ it's just a level of ignorance that i will have because i don't some of the stuff he drinks i don't drink yeah yeah no that's i i, I always find it entertaining to listen to uh whatever concoction he comes up with to smoke a cigar with. And, um, there, there's been some, there's been some, some off the wall ones. So <laughs> I believe but, it. Yeah, I believe it. Mm-hmm. No, he, he, he seems like a good guy. Uh, I, me and him have been trying to get together to smoke for, for quite some time. Um, okay. but now it's, you know, next to impossible to do so. So, yeah. Yeah. um, but uh, that's you know if it if it wasn't for all this going on, I would have invited you to the to the garage here uh, instead no of doing it via Zoom because I mean we're close enough. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, that's same thing with him. That's you know like I said, trying to get together for for a while and okay. of course now we can't. So <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, hopefully that'll end soon. You know? Yeah. But. What's the verdict on the war with so far? I like it. Uh, smooth. Um, I'm about two thirds of the way through. Um, I I did get a little a little patch, like a little vein popped off, but that's nothing major. Um, no, it's I'll I'll definitely check it out again. I got to check out that uh, San Andreas. So. Yeah. But yeah, yeah smooth. Uh, even even burn the whole way through. The ash has been holding nice. Um, yeah. You know, it's a very pleasant. So yeah, yeah. Agonorsa did a did a great job um, based off the specs that I gave them. Uh, you know, I'm uh, also planning on uh, having a Maduro version of the War Witch as well. Good. That's I, I I would definitely look forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah. so what's yeah. it what's it like? Uh, working with different factories for certain cigars that's uh you know like you have you have a few cigars made here you have a few cigars made there um is that difficult to deal with is there any animosity between factories that you're not doing them all there or how how does that play out no um sandy sandy is 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 like a big advocate for us um and she's the owner of El, El Titan and Bronze, El Titan and Bronze. So uh, she she told me, you know, she says she knows the, the prices for the tobacco coming out of her factory are, 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 are higher than most. Um, and she's actually recommended, you know, other factories I can deal with and, and that she can hook me up with. So, yeah, there's no animosity at all because I, I still do business with her. So, you know, and then the, the fact that um, – El Tito and the Browns is so small. I think they they may have uh, between eight to ten rollers total. So you know, 
she the, the the factory really doesn't have the capacity to do a lot of uh business outside of what they're already doing because you yeah. know la polina comes out of the la polina goldies are rolled out of there cornelius and anthony comes out of there warped uh and then the herrera steli miami is being rolled there so you got drew estates being rolled there you know and then the drew estates came in uh, on cigar aficionado as is number 25 for their uh 2019 list so when they, when that came out you know that really bumped up the the uh the uh the cigar so yeah um she's busy as hell anyway so she doesn't mind you know recommending you go to another factory because you know quite fr- quite frankly she you know the factory due to the fact that they they, they don't have a lot of rollers you know they can they, they're really going to deal with the bigger people you know so mm-hmm. but yeah so no it's, it's not a problem at all oh that, that that's good to hear um it seems like it's just general cigar culture to you know, be, be friendly about such things, you know, yeah. good, good to hear that it, that it extends from, you know, shops to factories. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just a big family thing, you know, uh, I understand that, you know, that, that making money is one of the number one things, but you know, you, I found with, with the cigar culture is, it's more so people just trying to help people and, yeah. and, and really uh, being a brotherhood or a sisterhood is what I found uh, dealing with people that smoke cigars is people that smoke cigars are some of the, some of the, the, to be honest with you, some of the greatest people that I've ever interacted with. Oh yeah. That's some, like I, you know, I mentioned a couple of times, uh, cigar geeks, uh, you know, some of, some of my best friends I met on cigargeeks.com. You know, like I said, we meet, we meet up every year and, uh, it's, it's quite the, the mixture of people, you know, um, you know, you've got, you got people from all, all facets of life and different occupations and all that. And, uh, definitely different political standpoints, but right. the but be- the best part about that is that nobody gives a shit. Like, yeah. you know, if, if you're, if you're a hardcore Republican and, if he's a hardcore Democrat, like everybody knows it, but we don't discuss it. So it's not an issue, you know? Yeah. It's the leaf. The leaf, the leaf brings people together. Exactly. And Race, color, creed, it doesn't matter. The leaf mm-hmm. brings them together. Absolutely. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why I love it so much. So, and one of the reasons I, I, I do this, you know, just, uh, it gives me an opportunity to talk to people like you, uh, people in the industry, just random people, people that lost 300 pounds, you know, right. it's, you know, talk to anybody over a cigar about anything. So. Yeah. yeah some of the best conversations I've had was while smoking a cigar. Oh yeah. Ran, random, random conversation at the lounge. You know, right. it's, you never know who you're going to meet. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's definitely true. So, no. so uh, what are what are your favorite go tos outside of Black Star Line? Um, I smoke a lot of Roma Craft. I smoke a lot of boutique stuff. Yeah. I, I stray away from the the big companies. Uh, you know, your Rocky Patels, AJ Fernandez, Alec Bradley. Uh, you know, they're they're you know they put out good stuff. I just don't smoke it like I used to when I first started smoking because I didn't know any better. Yeah. 
know, Edgar Hoyle stuff, uh, One Shot, One Kill. Oh, okay. Good. Uh, Noel Rojas, Roma Craft, uh, James Brown with uh, Black Label Trading Company. I smoked those. Uh, yeah, like I said, a lot, a lot of, a lot of boutique stuff. Uh, you'll, you'll have to check out uh, JSK uh, as far as uh, boutique stuff goes. Um, yeah, I will. He he he's got he's got some good stuff. So, mm. um, but um, that's his, like, do you ever? I, I've I've asked the question to a few different people, but as far as like collaborations go, how do you yeah. feel about collaborations? Um, I think I think they're good if 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 you're working with a person that's like minded as you. Uh, like I like the tea with uh, Matt Booth, uh, Fernandez, and. Um, I think that was Kyle is the third person. It's what is it? It's uh Caldwell. It's yeah, Caldwell. That's what it was. Yeah. 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 I, I think they're good if 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 it's if it's like minded people that can uh you know have similar palettes that can produce a good cigar, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I absolutely don't I don't see anything wrong with that at all. Yeah, that's I I've I've heard uh you know both sides of the argument. And I see both sides of the argument, but you know, just one of the, one of those things I like to I like to get the point of view. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't I don't see a problem with with it at all. So, but, um, yeah. So, but yeah. So I, you know, we're we're looking to expand more. Right now, we only have one Vitola per each blend that we have. So. Um, the stick that I had for Underground Fest uh, NFG 2020 was a robusto size of uh, of the Warwick that you're smoking now. Yeah. So I'll probably because they, they they sold that out uh, at, like a day after the the fest was over. So I'll probably end up release releasing that and then you know, releasing some other sizes of the uh, Warwick as well. So out of uh, out of the two. Uh, this one in the Robusto, which do you prefer? To be honest, they were about the same to me. Yeah. Uh, Terrence Riley said that he he thought the Robusto was better. Um, other people that have smoked both, they didn't really say it was much of a difference between the two. They just said both of them were good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, like I said, they, they're, they're about the same to me. Both of them are very good. So what uh what do you think the next size for the war which would be? Probably the robusto. Yeah, uh, out outside yeah. of that, since you are since you've already done that. Um, oh, uh, probably a toro. Yeah. A toro. Yeah. Those those are the three sizes that I typically like: a corona, um, toro, and then a robusto. Yeah. So those are typically the most uh, popular sizes. I don't really do big ring gauges. Uh, my cutoff would be like a six by sixty. Yeah, nah. even that's kind of stretching it for me now. Yeah, it's it's still a, it's it's a little big for me. Uh, but I know a lot of people that do smoke six by six. I don't know if I'll ever produce one, but um, you know, I, I typically like a Toro size and under. My my absolute favorite Vitola is a Lancero. So yeah, yeah, that's where you get a lot of flavor from the wrapper and you know because it's such a small ring gauge yeah so i've heard that those are the uh 
the the hardest to roll consistently. Yeah, yeah, and then they're, they're not a Lanceros are very tasty, but they're not one of the best sellers that you you know for a company to put out. So yeah, uh, you know that's why I haven't ventured down that lane just yet because I'm, I'm I'm way too small for that you know to have these specialty sizes and then it's not selling as well as it, as a Toro or Robusto or, or Corona. So do you have anything in mind for up down if you end up doing a shop specific? Um, they sell a lot of, a lot of Coronas out of there. So yeah. they're uh, considering a uh, Corona version of the Mexican San Andreas. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to find some of the Mexican San Andreas from you. So yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, but yeah, it's a good stick. Very good stick. So, uh, any new blends on the on the uh, calendar or no? Um, <clears throat> just the Maduro version of the of the Warwich. Um, I did hook up with Noel Rojas at uh, Underground Fest, and uh, he's very interested in working with us. So, you know, I probably end up doing something with him. Uh, down the line, but I, what that balloon would be, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure because I haven't even made it that far yet. Yeah. So have you, have you had any, uh, I guess, prototypes, if you will, uh, for the Maduro Warwich or no? No, not yet because, okay. uh, because of the COVID thing, I, I'm having a hard time getting the samples. Yeah. That was, you know, this will be a perfect time for me to really sit back and, you know, evaluate, you know, what they put together. But, um, due to, factories being closed and um they already have a load of work that they've you know they were already planning on rolling so uh terrence and i have to i think i think agonorsa opened back up recently so i had to talk to him and see you know when when he can get the samples to me so i can sit down and uh and smoke them because i i gave him like three different versions of the the next version of warwich that I, I kind of think will be good, but I, I, I got to get them from them and, uh, and sit down and smoke them. And I probably have some cigar owners that I know, uh, cigar lounge owners that I know come by and smoke them and see what they think as well. You know, and uh, so it's not just not just me smoking them. I, I can get a get a perspective from some other people as well. So, Well, uh, I'll be that guy and go ahead and say, if you're looking for any guinea pigs, uh, keep me in mind. Keep me in mind. Uh, yeah, I definitely will. That's I. I this and a Maduro, I think, would would be right up my alley. So, yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, have you been to any shops in Indiana, like Northwest Indiana, at all, or no? Um, Indiana, Tobacco Land. Yeah, I've been there. Uh, I haven't been to. Uh, was it Karma in yeah. Maryville? I've heard a lot about it. I haven't been there yet. Yeah, it's it's a it's a nice lounge. Uh good selection, like uh uh wall to wall. Wall to wall selection. Uh uh local craft beers plus uh wine and spirits and whatnot. So it's a it's a good spot. Uh yeah. right out right off thirty and sixty five. So it's yeah. high traffic. Mm-hmm. Um he does he does a lot of good events. So yeah, I've heard a lot about the lounges. I haven't been there yet. Well, if you ever decide to uh, take a trip out there, let me know, and um, I can I can meet up with you. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. So, 
Um, and with that being said, if you ever want to come sit down in studio, um, you know, that that's always open as well. Oh, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah any, anytime you're willing to have me, yeah, we, we can do it. So uh, it's, it's bslcigars.com? Is that the website? Dot net. Yeah, dot net. Dot net. Yeah. All right, so bslcigars.net is the website. Uh, do you have any, any other, like, social medias or anything you want to plug? Uh, Facebook and Instagram. So it's just simply Black Star Line Cigars. All right, right on. And that's uh, you've been doing this since uh, last year? Yeah, last August. Yeah. Last August. So um, I, I definitely see this as uh, up and coming. Uh, you know, it, it seems like you're, you're having a good deal of, of success in the first, what, uh, eight months? Yeah. So mm -hmm. that's, that's definitely good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been a great run so far, and we're looking to, uh, yeah, I'm just looking to bring out more great blends and, you know, work with other great factories that, uh, you know, that, uh, that'll make the people happy. So do you have any other factories in mind or are you trying to stick with who you're working with now? Right now, I'll probably still be with LT Nibrons and Aganorsa. Uh, they have, Aganorsa has a, a tremendous amount of tobacco that I can play with. Um, especially if I'm, if I'm going with their Corojos and Condega and, and Jalapa and Esteli, they, they, Aganorsa has a, has a, uh, kind of a signature taste to their, their, their cigars. So, uh, right now I'll be, I'll be dealing with them. Um, and then, like I said, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm considering working with, uh, Noel Rojas cause he's, you know, he's, uh, he puts out some very good blends. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. All right, man. Well, um, uh, hopefully we could do this again, uh, in person sometime. And, yeah. um, yeah, thanks for thanks for coming on and hanging out with me for a little while. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. All right, there you have it. So check out bslcigars.net if you want to check out Black Star Line Cigars. Um, Stogiebird.com for your cigar of the month or other cigar needs. Uh, use the code HERFCAST to save $5. And theherfcast.com to see what's going on with the HERFCAST. So... Thanks again for listening, everybody. Have a good one.